Are you still recording? <laughs> Welcome to the First Order Communicate podcast. We explore the latest official Star Wars news and content, books, shows, and fan projects, what's canon and what's not. And we do what Star Wars fans do. We have fun scrutinizing every detail and discussing it to death. I am Dan Pemberton. And I am Ami Zanami. And this is our first episode. We're going to be talking about what we're about, what to expect here, why we're doing this, and probably taking on um, a little bit of discussion. Um, So... uh, I don't know, Ami. What are you? What are you looking to explore in this? I think maybe we should start by introducing ourselves a little bit. Oh, well, Who I is am Dan in a nutshell. Why is he a big fan of Star Wars? Uh, Why do we want to talk about it? Uh, I have loved Star Wars probably since I was about five or six years old. I remember we had um, these VHSs that we recorded off of, I don't know, <laughs> some premium channel that had Star Wars on. And I I couldn't tell you what each one was called. I couldn't tell you the characters' names. I knew that I liked the, the one where... Luke had the green lightsaber and <laughs> I was always asking questions why Darth Vader wore that suit or um, or why little things were happening. And my mom, who is not like by, by no stretch of the imagination, even a, even a casual Star Wars fan, was like they're trying to answer the questions about the about the lore and everything. And, and, I, and how she knew any of the stuff she was telling me, I really have <laughs> no idea. But that that got me involved and then i was around when the new releases like the thx releases of 94 came out and i've been uh just been a fan of the video games and i even did the in the late 90s early 2000s there was a customizable card game which was kind of like magic the gathering but for star wars and i i had the magazines i had the technical journals (laughs) i I I just I, I just I've always I've always liked it. It's been um, it's just always been a huge part of my life, and I am now living in an age where not only are we getting lots more really great content, um, we're also living in an age of the internet where we can just say, hey, we want to go geek out with other people and talk about this more. And so I just thought that's what we're gonna do. Right? Yeah, let's let's do it in a podcast. <laughs> But yeah, what are uh, what do you where do you like Star Wars so much, Tommy? Oh yeah, I definitely grew up with it. I remember some of my earliest memories being, you know, my dad with the VHS and us watching like all the Star Wars, and then every time a new edition came out, my dad would immediately go out and buy it. I was like probably as early as three or four years old. One of my first memories of watching um, the originals, and then I was a preteen when the prequels came out and I went to the premieres. I went and watched it several times over and over in the theaters. I um, read a lot of legends in the library and even bought, I don't know if anyone remembers the young Jedi apprentice about Qui-Gon and um, Obi-Wan. I had every single book in that series and just, I would dress up every Halloween, every uh, premiere. And so it's just always been a big part of my life. And I would read um, 
the legends, I would read the visual dictionaries, I would read just you name it. <laughs> it's been a huge part of my life. And I, you know, I started having kids and got older. And of course, I introduced it to my kids. Like, I'm not going to force them <laughs> to follow any sort of um, religious thing, but I am going to show them Star Wars and let them choose their own path if they choose to follow the ways of the Force. <laughs> so it's been a big part of sharing it with them as these new movies have come out and just seeing um, the fandom be, like you said, reawakened through the internet. And it's been quite a crap storm, to put it lightly, from some ends of the fringes of the fandom that's really loud and kicking and screaming. And then there are those in the fandom that just love analyzing and just talking about all these different ideas. And that's yeah. the part that I live to see and want to contribute to. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot about that that I really with about wanting to take the, the best of the new Star Wars online communities and such and uh, contribute to it, try to try to help be a part of it and because um, I I, I like it. And I want to be a part of it. Let's I counter I, the dark side of that fandom. <laughs> something, something you said a moment ago, a little bit of a different topic, but something you said a moment ago really got me thinking you are showing your kids star Wars. Now I don't have any kids yet, um, but I, it's something I think about, about how and when to introduce star Wars to them. Uh, when, when did you begin to introduce Star Wars to your oh, kids? Oh, Lord, they were babies and let them start watching the animated series, the Clone Wars. And, you know, now they're in grade school and, you know, one of them's almost in middle school. And, you know, that's a big part of the Oh, what are we going to do today? Well, let's watch Star Wars. Let's watch the Clone Wars. Let's watch the prequels. They really are interested in the original series because they have really only seen like the prequels and the Clone Wars and stuff like that. The animated oh, stuff. Wow. And so, and the new seven and eight, that's been their Star Wars. Like my son dresses Kylo Ren for Halloween and um, he has, you know, his lightsaber and just, that's his guy. And even my daughter, she loves Kylo Ren. <laughs> for some reason, she's in love with Kylo Ren. How old is your youngest again? <laughs> she's seven. <laughs> seven. Is she, I don't know if she'd be too old for this. Um, has she watched Forces of Destiny at all? No, actually, no. Because like I said, I'm just getting back into it. Once you get busy, like starting a family and stuff. And, right, know, right. Things have been financially turbulent, you know, life getting crazy, taking care of my personal health. And so I really haven't got, had time to dive back into the fandom. And that's one of the things that I'm excited to do with this podcast is just get back into it. Great. Find things yeah. I didn't know. Revisit things that I've visited before. Yeah, and I th and for me, that's something that I'm really big on about about uh, kind of discussing the things that we're not always plugged into, we're not always aware of. Like for me, I am not as familiar with the, for example, some of the the newer novels. I'm trying to get caught up on them, trying to read more about them. Yeah. I know I know fans that have read every novel, every comic book. And, have, and, and I love it. Yeah. And, and and I'm and I'm still like I'm still getting caught up on Star Wars Rebels. I'm I'm only in the second season and this and this show's been yeah. over for a while now. And I um and I'm you know with this podcast I'm looking to maybe do reviews on the new um 
resistance show and see yes. see what happens there. But um, I, I am curious with uh, with showing Star Wars to your kids. Was there ever a time where any one of your kids didn't know? I mean, for example, didn't know Vader was Luke's father, and then they're watching Empire Strikes Back, and he says, "No, I am your father," and they go, yes. "Holy cow!" Yes, it blew their minds. I mean, they really? knew in the prequels that Anakin was going to become Darth Vader because they'd seen it and then they're seeing it again. The older they get, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the little boy is going to become Darth Vader. But then literally it was just this year we bought uh, the original series for them to see. And, you know, they had seen it before as little, little kids, literally like toddlers. And, you know, it's just whatever. I see shooting ships. I see laser swords. Right. But now they're older and they're really, you know, they're reading more and and they're paying attention and seeing the nuances and and can contribute to the conversation and really think about it. And like when that moment happened, it was just like, holy cow, just the shock in their face. And it was just so wonderful because, you know, it brings back memories like when I was a kid and just that when that realization hits you and it just blows open the story to new ideas and then we literally have discussions about that like on the way to sports classes we're in the car and you know we're talking about math or whatever and then it's like hey you know i'm thinking about this and thinking about that and they they, they give me their ideas about star wars <laughs> it's really cool I like that. And I like the fact that they really were surprised when they watched Empire Strikes Back because that's something I've had lots of discussions uh, about with people. And the consensus has been, well, if you've seen Revenge of the Sith and you know in A New Hope, Luke says, I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm here to rescue you, there's no big surprise in Empire, but very clearly there is for some people. And I really like Yeah, like, like, you know, they're little kids and, you know, they may have seen it before, but they didn't understand it as they do now as they're getting older. They're nine and they're seven and you know, their reading comprehension is getting bigger and, you know, their language development's getting bigger and, and the way that they're seeing the world is, you know, they're paying attention to things a little bit more than they were as smaller kids. So it's nice. a new thing for them. And it's really cool to share that with them. Nice. All right. Uh, so I don't know if we officially decided on a topic for this i kind of the topic is going to be um what we want to do in the future is just all the little things out there that we could possibly you know beat the dead horses or however that saying goes <laughs> to death i you know, i agree i like that that's... down and talk about it like i know growing up i was very religious i was you know one of those people that was very had a very conservative view of life. I grew up here in the Bible Belt and church was a big deal. And now that I'm older, I have a more secular point of view about the world. So I'm seeing the Jedi differently growing up. It was like, oh yeah, the Jedi order is like, you know, Jesus and God and churches bringing order and peace to the galaxy. And now as I'm older, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I don't see it the same way. Completely different because I have a more, um, less, conservative point of view as I become older I'm more accepting of the fact that hey not everybody <laughs> believes the same thing and that's okay whereas when I was little I was like oh yeah the Jedi are bringing the Jedi order kind of like you know the churches bring Jesus to everyone to save everybody <laughs> <laughs> and so just seeing it through new eyes and new life experiences I think you know I still carry with me the things that I grew up studying like theology mythology history because I had a very um, unconventional education and upbringing 
that was very, very rooted in religion. And now that I see the world differently in through a different lens that is more open-minded, it's cool to revisit these things from my past. I, I don't see the Jedi as like <laughs> this um, evangelization kind of thing anymore. I see them more as a force in the galaxy and the idea of bringing balance to the force has always been something that I completely missed as a kid. I thought it was like, oh, the Jedi are going to be priests to everybody if everybody follows what they say. <laughs> and now it's just so much more nuanced. I, I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I think that that's also maybe something we can kind of do here. I... I kind of want to get into the weeds on on a lot of things like this because that's something that for me, even though I personally haven't seen quite as many, um, I guess, intersections with more formed religion in the world in Star Wars, um, I I know plenty of people who are who can recognize the symbolism, the motifs, yeah. the uh, who 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 can who can clearly point out the 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 Eastern influence of uh, the Eastern religious influences of um, early Star Wars and a podcast I was listening to pretty recently. They were they just could matter of factly point out. Oh yes, this is very clearly now turning into more of a, a more. more turning toward western religious influences um and and i and i and i and i remember yeah and i i I still still recognize some of it but i think that that's also something that because um we do live in a in a more or less multicultural society we're going to see the I think the, the the art that 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 kind of emerges out of out of pop culture change as well because of that. And now that we have in Star Wars a lot more kind of hands in the pot, we have the same person doing like the animated Dave Filoni, um, Rebels and and Clone Wars and such. We have the we have Kathleen Kennedy and J.K. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and Benioff everybody bringing their own outlook exactly. on it. I think um, one of the cool things that I realized uh, growing up is that I had read um, Joseph Campbell. And for those who are not familiar with Joseph Campbell, he is um, someone who spoke very much about mythology. I believe he's a professor of mythology. And um, he wrote about practically every um, religion, spirituality, stories, and myths throughout the world. And um, in that, he found the similarity among culturals and storytelling of people, you know, having a beginning, middle and end, a goal, um, finding their way in this world and finding meaning. And it was just, you know, it's something that transcended. It wasn't just specific to one belief or one culture. And I think that's what makes um, Star Wars so incredible in our day and age is because that is part of what inspired George Lucas in his creation of the Force and the Jedi and the Sith and good versus evil. It just occurred to me when I was listening to you say that that so Joseph Campbell, 
you know wrote extensively about this and and it, the, he has the exact same uh, themes and messages in all of his books about the the structure of uh, heroes and stories and such. But he, of course, isn't the one who 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 started these conventions or founded them. He he, he was he spent decades of researching stories that existed and how how stories were emerging now. And there's something I think that parallels a. a book that was written or, or, or a series of writings that were written in um in ancient greece the uh poetics by aristotle that it just hit me that, 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 it reminds greece, me greece, and 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 the, in the poetics aristotle takes the conventions in greek theater and boils them down to uh, a, a series of uh can uh of patterns uh, sort of very formal tropes how how stories start how they continue and how they end what what you're supposed to expect at an end and and at, and at a beginning and i'm just kind of realizing that there that we as a as a not even a larger society, but even um, people who are part of some kind of uh, fandom of a universe or even just a method of storytelling. Um, we tend to gravitate toward those kinds of uh, people that are sort of the, the mega critics of the medium itself. And I'm, and now I'm kind of wondering if there are any other people that are, that kind of, can stand as high as Joseph Campbell did in the last century. If we have any of them going on right now, if right? Have, if we have something to research and see if uh, yeah, I, I'm now I'm suddenly interested as to who that would be, huh? Yeah, there's something for a later conversation. And what I think is so cool about speaking to what you were saying about how, you know, even back then, ancient Greece, Aristotle, they, they figured out a pattern of stories. Um, I have, my mind has been blown by some of, you know, you hear a lot of voices out there and they're mostly men. So I, I made it a personal goal for myself to listen to women talking about sci-fi, talking about specifically Star Wars. And so I found a few really awesome podcasts and we'll definitely um, get their permissions to list them at a later time. Um, but they spoke extensively about the patterns that they saw just from seeing episode seven before even the previews were out about episode eight. Just immediately after seeing episode seven, they analyzed it, they analyzed it, and they predicted very well what was going to happen in The Last Jedi. And that just really blew my mind and kind of got me looking more into getting back into Star Wars as an adult. Yes, George Lucas said that the Star Wars movies are really for 12-year-old kids. Okay. But at the same time, there's no reason we can't enjoy it as well because there's a lot of symbolism that we're going to see that children aren't necessarily going to see. And it's a great story for all ages. And I just thought it was really awesome that these women that I followed their podcasts were able to do that just with their background knowledge of how stories work, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think I can definitely get on board with that. So in this podcast, what kind of, uh, what are there any kind of mini uh, projects or segments that we want to we want to regularly take on any questions we want to kind of tackle 
I think exploring um, the need for more um, tolerance and acceptance in the in the fandom and for speaking up because some people shy away from the fandom just because of the negativity alone. You've got, you know, people coming yeah. out and criticizing and in a very open way to the point of, I mean, let's look at the actress who played Rose Tico being, you know, racism and, and sexism and misogyny just driving her away from, she had to delete her social media. And then she came out later in a women's magazine and had and wrote an article about how she's not going to let that get to her anymore. But it was sad that she even had to do that. So I think one thing is just to bring a voice out there just to break the norm of acceptance and diversity in the fandom, because a lot of people feel like they can't speak up. They can't be loud about being a fan, like literally to the point of fear. <laughs> and, and I know that is just being a woman in the world, you know, a minority woman in the world. I'm Hispanic and, you know, just existing sometimes as hard as it is, but then you try to dive into something that you love and just you're scared to even get involved. So I think it would be really great to talk about the diversity of the fandom and also the great progress that um, Disney has done with Star Wars just for that, you know, opening doors for it. Yeah, I think I think there's also something kind of to be said in exploring what you're talking about. Also, kind of the role that some of our social values play in this, specifically things like t taking on tolerance, exploring what that would actually look like. Because one of the things that I've always felt has been missing, and even in other circles, other other domains, when we talk about tolerance, is the fact that originally the reason tolerance decades centuries ago was even put forth as a uh, as a societal value that we we should embrace is that tolerance is something that should be exercised insofar as that what we are being tolerant of is not a threat to us and that's one of the reasons that i i tend to emphasize that because if, if it's impossible to be tolerant of literally everything out there because then we get into the goofy things that, that the critics love to talk about. Well, if you're tolerant of intolerance, then oh, what, what do you have? Well, no, the, 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 the point is, is that, is that we're the, we push tolerance toward, toward people who are intolerant of, of, things that change things that are different but that pose no no direct threat to them of their their life or well-being and but when we when we try to remove for example in in maybe a community or or social groups toxic or dangerous people word that is 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 is, is distinctly a, a different conversation than being tolerant. Somehow, and, uh, somehow removing a person who's doing the damage makes you a bad person, which is completely it, ridiculous. Like that's not exactly. how logic works. <laughs> and that's the, yeah. that, that reminds me a lot of I'm reading, um, I'm finishing up bloodlines and one of the lines in 
what happens in just in a nutshell in bloodlines is the new republic is trying to put itself back together and you've got two political groups the populists who are more like you could think of them as modern day conservatives and also they lean towards um imperialism like the ways of the empire even though this is you know post episode six post the empire being brought down and then there's the other political party that leia princess leia is in, as you know leia organa and she is um Oh, Lord, I just misnamed them. They're populists and they're... Give me one second. <laughs> Anyways, the point is that um, the people who um, sympathize with the empire, they call the resistance terrorists. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. Hmm. Well, something we can, we can definitely kind of de dedicate a segment to we can explore that um and i think also another thing that i want right to going, going forward is also kind of pull up a lot of the um i don't know the i feel, I feel like there are some minor works like the, a lot of the comic books don't get a whole heck of a lot of attention i'd really like to kind of explore those in reviews i also okay. populist wanted, wanted, centrists centrists are the ones populist centrists Centrists are the ones that are imperialist sympathizers to the point where they have artifacts from the empire, like yep. in their Senate offices. It's like the equivalent of having a Nazi flag in um, a political leader's office. It's insane. Wow. Now I want to read Bloodlines. It's really good. Nice. And these are the people that call people from the resistance terror and what they did terrorism. And I'm just like, whoa, you completely missed the point of the resistance. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're definitely, definitely talking about that more. Yes, to explore. Okay. And I think we also talked a little bit about before this, um, in the future, doing uh, running commentaries on the movies that we can find a way to release. And um, oh, and, and also uh, kind of exploring the wider world of, of uh, fan projects out there. Definitely. You know, um, uh, there are a lot of great fan-made things out there. In fact, here um, in Texas, in, where I live, we have a Star Wars enthusiast club that goes around uh, promoting book reading and literacy. And they literally go to libraries and community centers and they have events for kids where they teach them how to, you know, different forms with the lightsaber. But then at the end, they're also talking about reading and reading with them comics and books from Star Wars. And it's just really, really awesome. Nice. So there's all kinds of things out there in the world, <laughs> but this is just something in my neck of the woods. Well, all right. Then I think that would definitely give us a lot to look forward to and a lot to uh, um, kind of work on. And we're also always taking requests. If uh, you're someone who discovers us and you're all of our <laughs> our two listeners that would be really cool if you have uh, anything that you want us to uh kind of check out and review is it really worth um uh kind of 
going into. Yeah, get into investing. We could talk all day, but we want to have a conversation with the wider fandom, not just you and me talking to the wall. <laughs> yeah, and I we could talk um, all day. Yeah, and we're also uh, in the next. Let's see, this spring we got another. Uh, Star Wars celebration. We can we're yes. exploring what's gonna what what our predictions are. What's gonna be announced there and kind of what isn't. We're probably going to the have the art. have the <laughs> we're probably gonna have the obligatory. Uh, is there and should there be a Kenobi movie? And <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna catch up to where we're where the the rest of the fandom is on their. Uh, various predictions debates and conversations but i i want to go on the record in the coming weeks of what my episode nine predictions are because i will never ever let it go that mm. I, I got raised parents correct long before last jedi ever came out in fact i got it around the time rogue one came out and i am i am still on a high from that and i want to try try my uh hand again at episode nine predictions but all right. Um, so, uh, anything else before we wrap up? Nope. Um, just, you know, uh, this is kind of a jo- the reason for our title. Maybe just mention that at the end is because, um, and, and we'll post the picture, um, when Poe is trying to fool Hux at the beginning of The Last Jedi, he's got, he's like, I got a urgent communique for General Hux about his mother. And he's just messing with hugs. And it's just like the best part of the beginning of The Last Jedi. You know, it was just hilarious. But so our uh, our title is just kind of a joke about, you know, we're bringing order to the galaxy and we're talking about, you know, the things we love. And, you know, we're just going to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, then... I am Dan Pemberton, and you can find me on Twitter at Nerdocrat Life. Ami, where can people find you? Um, I am going to be on Twitter at. Oh, goodness. Right now, I just have my email. So let's do email. Ami is an Ami first order dot Gmail. And we'll put everything in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, Sorry, we just started this thing. We're going we're gonna to get better at this. Yeah. I've been on Twitter a while, so I have all my all my social media all set. But um, but yeah, then we'll put it in the comments, and then we are probably going to shoot for a new episodes every week or something like that. Um, yeah, we'll figure. And out. we'll probably have pre-made content in our back pockets for the weeks that we're uh, we're not able to record, and we'll be able to put some stuff up. Um, but uh, until then, thank you for listening, and may the force be with you. Yeah. You too. Bye. <laughs>